0: Good day, beautiful human family. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you're doing fantastic, and I am sending all of my love, well wishes, good vibes, prayers, and energy your way. Wishing you and your family and your friends all of the very best. We've got an absolutely phenomenal show for you today. We have Ali Zek on and we are talking about healing and evolving through trauma and chaos. Uh, Ali is a truly amazing person. She has an incredible healing journey herself. And uh, we talk about a lot of very relevant and important topics. Uh, that are facing a lot of people right now So we talk about uh, the difference between grief and depression Transmuting grief and pain uh, Catching yourself before you get into ruts uh, Knowing that you're being protected So getting into a higher level of faith and um, certainty Even even in incredibly challenging positions And uh, you know, Ali's story is really phenomenal uh, Asking God for help, getting back into alignment Using fear as a motivator, the power of forgiveness Uh, words casting spells uh, being versus manifesting which is a very important topic and uh, you know in some incredible powerful stories in there so this is a truly phenomenal episode and uh, if you enjoy it please do what you can to share as far and as wide as you can because uh, YouTube just deleted my entire account um, it's just it's just madness out there so please go to map uh become a member you can chip in a little bit of a donation if you want to help and support that would be fantastic and you could also do some uh, join for free. Just go to mattatzenathlete.com and I'll happily uh, make a link. Uh, please leave a review, share, do anything you can to get the word out. It would be incredibly helpful during these times. Uh, the shows are backed up on Odyssey and Rockfin, thankfully. And so we we are, um, you know, still live there. And the best way to support the show is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. And for those of you guys who want to get really crystal clear on your life purpose, your alignment, your dharma, uh, who you came here to be, your truest and highest self, um, check out the Soul Compass course that's within the the, uh, membership area. Also, you can apply for coaching if you want to work one-on-one or you want to do a quantum heart hypnosis session with me. You can also check out the quantum heart hypnosis um, program and and guided meditations are incredibly powerful. That's at mattbeller.com. But if you want to go a step deeper, you want to work one on one with me, all of my tools and resources and coaching, is around helping you get into complete alignment with your higher self, uh, removing fear, programming the mind. For peak performance and highest potential, but living in a state of balance and integrity and power, creating your life deliberately on, pers- on purpose, uh, being a life architect rather than, you know, uh, having your life... Uh, created by default. So if you're ready for that, if you want clarity, you want support, hit me up, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. Would love to hear uh, from you about who you are and what you want to do in this world. And, uh, you know, give you any kind of support and resources you may need and uh, would love to hear from you. So that's it. Uh, Let's come to a state of peace and coherence before we dive into today's episode. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And let it out slowly, filling every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, courage, inspiration, and ready to enjoy this absolutely incredible episode with Ali Zek. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are currently overcoming extreme, extreme censorship. If you want to support this show, please do what you can to share episodes, leave a review. Uh, Prayers are fantastic as well. I should be asking for those because that's really helpful. Uh, But most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest is a health and medical freedom advocate, sharing her story and experience with the world in order to educate and liberate people from the dangers of big pharma drugs and help them to tune into their power. After being placed on psychiatric drugs for over 20 years and being told she was mentally ill with multiple psychiatric hospital stays and suicide attempts, she has found ultimate peace by coming off all of the drugs healing her trauma and adopting a holistic lifestyle welcome to the show ali zek
1: hi matt thank you so much for having me
0: Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. I'm very excited about this. Um, You know, I've seen your work almost since the beginning of this. You are one of the true pioneers. Um, You should definitely go check out Allie on Instagram. She's been, you know, fighting the good fight uh, immediately. And very few people kind of dove in right away. And you were one of the original people that I was following and sharing your stuff and really enjoying it. Um, We were on a panel together, which was excellent. So um, why don't you just share... A little bit about yourself, a little bit about you know what brought you to sharing everything that you're doing today. And you know, your Instagram is exploding because you're so over the target, you know, it's so accurate. Your story is so relevant to what is going on. And like every day you just like something comes up and you're right over the target each time, helping the helping people open their eyes, you know, to what's going on in a very sometimes confrontational, but usually very soft and logical and, you know, uh, beautiful way. So yeah, I'd love for you for you to share a little bit.
1: Well, I, um, I think what I found with, with my story is that there are a lot of people out there that maybe, um, have a similar story, but aren't quite at the level of awareness that I am at, that they're actually being victimized, um, you know, by big pharma. Um, and on psychiatric drugs. Um, I also think, and I know of people that have actually died um, from being on you know, psychiatric drugs. Now, the drugs will never be blamed because it will be blamed, just as if I had killed myself, and been successful at it, um, it would have been blamed on my mental illness. But I know now that it was definitely um, the psychiatric drugs and my trauma that were causing me to um, you know, have massive suicidality um, that was just, I mean, crippling me um, from a very functional standpoint in my life. So I, I think my story, um, what I'm able to do is, is take my own experience being, you know, lied to and gaslit and completely under um, the hold of a very, very corrupt system and and point that out to people. The, the challenge is, is that, Again, like I said, not a lot of people are at that awareness yet um, that they're actually, you know, being victimized that maybe their mental illness symptoms or their psychosis or their, you know, akathisia, um, you know, the, the, the symptoms that they're greatly suffering from are caused by the psychiatric drugs or the drugs are playing a really big part in it. Or there are people that aren't able to ch- share their stories because they've died um, from being on the drugs. And I think that the numbers, um, just like with injections and Avers. Um, report. I think the numbers of people that have actually been, um, you know, killed um, or, or the psychiatric drugs played a very significant role um, in their death. I think the numbers are vastly underreported, and and my story is a perfect example of that because I think I have five suicide attempts. Real suicide attempts under my belt, and I'm five years off of all medications um, this month, actually. And um, you know, I have zero symptoms of mental illness. Um, so I was like as as bad as you know somebody can get um, inside the mental health system. I had psychiatrists and therapists, you know, saying what's wrong with you. They kind of throw their hands up at me. Um, I was like the the worst of the worst. And to see um, you know my trajectory and my healing journey and, and to know how I really do feel now um, and to see you know, my kids witness that and the public witness how I've overcome that and stepped out of that box of you know, mentally ill um, shows me what a travesty is occurring daily uh, for people on this planet, not just in America, but by big pharma pushing this narrative that a, you know, a deadly virus exists or a you know, mental illness is real And in order to heal it, you know, you will need drugs for the rest of your life. So that's what I try to kind of do is show the parallels between my story, um, what I experienced, what I came to know after the fact to be true, looking back on it, um, you know, witnessed by my own healing, and then how it parallels with what we're seeing, um, you know, out in the world right now.
0: Well, congratulations, first of all, on five years. That's amazing. And I can only imagine how difficult it would come from, to how difficult it would be to come back from you know five suicide attempts and having all of these experts who were trained to trust say oh there's no fixing you you need to um, stay on these pills forever you know there's something wrong with you uh, you know it's incredible abuse and what we're seeing now is that being amplified through the COVID thing of of like these deaths in hospitals, these deaths in uh, long-term care facilities. Um, You know, in Canada, we have a story of a friend that, you know, basically they signed a do not resuscitate order on his father. wouldn't let them into the, in the hospital. And there was no reason for it. Like, it's absolutely insane what's going on. And this isn't something that's new. It's been going on for a long time. There's a lot of uh, documentaries on uh, psychiatric wards and what's going on there and the connection to big pharma and you know, how many illnesses or or, I don't know what to say, like experiences do so they say you need drugs forever, right? And then often it'll make it worse. You'll need this drug to uh, fix that drug, and then all of a sudden you've got this stack of pills that are supposed to be healing you, but it has nothing to do with holistic healing. It has nothing to do with um, understanding the human, you know what I mean? And getting to the root cause, you're you're probably distorting it and making it way more difficult. So, I'd love for you to share a little bit about um, your healing journey in the sense of how did you begin? Because I could imagine that was a dark, dark hole to kind of pull yourself out of, you know, what was a turning point for you? And what would you recommend for people who are maybe struggling right now from either trauma or depression or something like I can't? you know, I can't get out of this for me, you know, sometimes, um, I'll go into a bit of a depression, you know, because I'll, I'll just see all this evil in the world and want to do something about it. And, you know, I'm going through all the news. I'm like, when, when is there going to be more solutions? When is, when are people going to stand up and do something? And and I can kind of feel the weight of it. And so I try to balance that out, but often like I feel it. And I think a lot of empathetic people out there or people who have experienced abuse really, really have a a struggle with that. So love for you to comment on that.
1: Well, I, I think for me, I've, I've learned for myself to differentiate between depression and grief. And I think what a lot of people are feeling actually is a very strong collective grief um, that's in the world right now. You know, I was somewhere today and I am. Um, it just kind of felt a really heavy weight, um, uh, you know, out there in the world. And, and you and I both know, as other people do, people are really, really suffering. And a lot of people are going to pay a very, very heavy price for this. Um, and it's basically, you know, not their own doing. They're just very, um, you know, brainwashed or, you know, have, have extremely been trauma bonded to our society and our government. So it was just a you know, really heavy moment. And I, I sat and cried for a few minutes, you know, minutes. Um, and that, to me, that's different than, than depression, which I don't think that I suffer from anymore at all. Um, to me, depression is more like kind of a helpless. That's my personal opinion. You know, what lost feeling where I was just like, you know, very um, paralyzed and, and the grief to me that I feel that is, is much different. It's, it's a sadness. It's a heaviness. Um, but that's like you said, because we are very empathetic people and we, we know we have a deep knowing, um, of what's going on and, um, it's, it's painful to watch. It's very, very painful to witness. And then it's, it's you know painful for me to watch because I understand what it's like to be on that side, right? Because I lived that life for, you know, all my, in my entire life. And I lived it in a, a very deep rut when I was on the drugs for over two decades, and now I'm out of it, and so I, I know that healing is possible, and I know that people, you know, can, um, you know, learn to um, harness their own power and step away from these systems that they're tied to. Um, so it, it's difficult for me to watch that because I, I kind of see straddle both sides of. Gosh, I have compassion for them. That was me, uh, you know. Had I not gone through what I went through, Matt. I would probably be vaccinated right now. I would still be eating really crappy food. Um, Well, actually I'd be dead. I mean, that's, that's really what I would be because my suicide attempts were, you know, definitely ramping up. um, And the psychosis was, was, it was very, very severe at the end. Um, But that's, it's, it's hard to watch. It's, It's very, to me, it's a heavy grieving process that a lot of us are going through and the earth is going through just, just kind of knowing Um, you know, what's happening. And um, it's, it's very, very heavy energy to, you know, to, to step into.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that's a really great distinction to um, speak about the difference between, you know, grieving and depression. And so the first question I'll ask is just like, if you are at the bottom of that hole and, and you're just overwhelmed and, and your mental state is not strong, I know a lot of people are really suffering. Uh, what's something that they can do or what's something that you would offer them? Because I, I know I'm hearing it more and more in Canada, more and more lockdowns, people losing their jobs. It's just like, holy smokes, there's a lot to deal with. So uh, what do you What do you suggest as first steps to try to improve that situation mentally?
1: It, it is a, um, it's a, that's a big task. It really, really is. I mean, let's be real. That's a really, that's an existential question really. But, but for me, what I would advise people is to, we really have to see and have this deep knowing that this is all an illusion. It, it literally everything we're seeing play out um, in front of us, this world that we're watching, it, it really is an illusion. And we are called here, Uh, I believe that we each chose to come here during this time. It's an amazing time to be alive. Um, Yes, it's painful. Um, Yes, there's a lot of grieving. but, But once you can understand that that grief and that pain can actually transmute into personal power, Um, you really do become very powerful as a person. And then, you know, you really, really learn how to um, co-create with, you know, God, the creator of the universe. Um, This is where we're talking about, I'm kind of, you know, skipping ahead, but we're really getting into manifesting, um, you know, our own reality and and understanding that we are the creators um, of our reality. So the first thing that I do is, you know, I'll catch myself many times, you know, getting sucked into the narrative. And sucked into the fear, but then I, you know, I know how to now, you know, pull myself out. It takes practice. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, water skiing or snow skiing. You know, you learn just to, to not get into these ruts. Um, and so I've, I've learned to kind of catch myself before I get into those ruts. Now, of oh my gosh, I should be scared, or oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, what's going to happen to my kids or my grandkids? Um, I've learned to pull myself back and say, no, 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 no. this is an illusion. Um, you know, I am here for a purpose. I am here for a mission and my mission on this planet, um, which is to experience love and to be loved and to love others is way more, is way bigger than any, any illusory thing, you know, they cause, and that's, that's, I don't want to game, but that is a game that they're playing. It's a game to them. Um, and that's what we, you know, you kind of have to, um, know the game, Um, and understand the game. And then you step out of the game and you, you know, you make your own game. And so, you know, my days are spent um, really focusing on trying to help people and helping them to see this is an illusion. Don't buy into it. Don't attach to it, you know, detach from the outcomes and, you know, shift yourself over to what's real. So when you say like, you know, what can people do? So I would say, you know, understand that it's an illusion, really start to understand the concept that there is an illusion going on that the world right wants us to buy into, um, understand that you are here for a very very important mission. You would not come to this planet to fail. Um, we, we're not going to you know be somewhere and be like let's go to Earth and let's just you know screw it up <laughs> let's fail. We came here not to fail. Um, and so there's something really really powerful. Um, know that you're protected. Um, we are all you know those of us that are walking in truth um, are protected also understand that it is going to be painful. Parts of this are going to be really, really painful. But it's really interesting, Matt, and you're the first person I shared this with. I mean, I've been through a hell of a lot of pain and I mean a lot, and I've I've watched my children be a lot of pain, in a lot of pain. And a lot of it, I caused, I I caused my children a lot of pain um, by what I went through. And I, the other day I was sitting here and I thought, you know, if I could push a button, I feel so amazing now uh, and so empowered and, and so capable and, and content in my life. If I could push a button and do it all over again, I would do it. And so, you know, that to me is, is, a, is a testament to true healing um, because I I understand now that all that pain I went through, all of it, um, gotten me to where I am. And it really, I was able to I you mean, know, really transmute it all and harness it into something that helped me grow as a person and as a human being. So it's just kind of understanding that, you know, this is an illusion. Um, We are powerful. We did not come here to fail. We have intent, you know, an intention and a purpose on being here and that we're protected. And all of those combined go into what I call this just knowing Um, and and the deep knowing, you know, call it, you know, no stick or it's just it's just this knowing that each of us has very, very deep inside of us. And that's why I think the people that are, um, you know, we see a lot of people, you won't catch a lot of us, honestly, going after people, we're not out there, you know, hacking away at them and putting up stuff. I'm like, they are, and I will call a couple of people out if they say something about me or my kids. I'm like, this is stupid. Um, but all in all, I'm not, you know, attacking people or going after them. And neither are you, you know, we're kind of in our own lane, but you'll find the people that are coming out of their lanes and other people's lanes are really at a deep level out of alignment. Um, they, they, They have this knowing, again, we all have this deep knowing, but they're just, you know, merely out of alignment and that alignment causes some chaos and some anxiety in their bodies. And instead of being able to see that, they're lashing out. Um, you know, others outside of them and still very much in a victim, you know, um, consciousness, that makes sense. So it's it's just, it's really understanding and, and leaning in and, and, you know, having time out in nature, you and I were talking about that. I'm having time in nature, spending time meditating, you know, talking to God. I'm a big believer in asking um, our guides and God for help. Now, I don't pray for specific things anymore. You know, before it was like, Oh God, you know, save my marriage or, Oh God, I need money. And now it's like, just help me to fulfill this. What is it you need me to see? You know, where do I need to be? What do I need to be saying to people? Um, how do you need me to show up in this experience, in this reality so that I can best, you know, fulfill what I'm here to do. Uh, and, and once you really get underneath all of that um, and understand how truly powerful we are to be able to manifest our own reality, it it really kind of it does. It's really fun, actually. Even in the midst of you know of everything going on, it, it becomes a very powerful um, role that we play in our own lives and the lives of everybody around us.
0: Wow. Well, that's there's a lot of very powerful stuff there, and you really went right to the root with talking about alignment, you know, and also, you know, kind of giving it over to God, spirit, the creator that higher purpose. And that's what a lot of people are experiencing is, is they're not in alignment. They're not in alignment with uh, possibly their relationships or their careers or all these different things. And so they're experiencing more turbulence and the more aligned you are you're saying, okay, I'm not creating all of this, right? This is bigger than me, but I do have a role here. So I'm going to give that to creator, God, spirit, the universe, and I'll have faith and say, sh- teach me, show me what I need to know, show me what I need to do to be of service. It's actually exactly what I do. I say, show me, um, you know, how I can be of the highest service. So, you know, I've been doing that for years and years, because I don't know, I know a little bit. And the wonderful thing is the universe is going to align it to your interests, yeah. your curiosities, to what you're good at. And you also said a very powerful thing too, about Uh, pushing a button and not changing anything and i've noticed that for the people who have gone through these very challenging experiences it taught them so much and and it and they wouldn't trade it because they became who they are and um on the other side of that, it's a very powerful thing. It's not great going through it. Um, but just like, it's an easy example, is like working out, you know, if I want to get strong or trained as an athlete, it's a lot of times not pleasant. Some of the stuff I'm doing, but it, it creates who I want to become, you know what I mean? And so I feel like humanity is going through that and we're experiencing how everyone is, um, going through in their own personal experience. And some people are having a little bit easier time, a little bit of a harder time. And so what I'd love to ask is, is, and and the other comment I'll I'll share too, I wrote down was like, it's almost like trying to be calm in the chaos. And that's what they teach you again in martial arts or in war. You're in a very dangerous situation. You know, your son would know this. You're like, you're in a very dangerous, the most dangerous situation you could be in. It is chaos and people might kill you, um, but you have to remain calm so you can perform what you're going to do. And that's a little bit what life is like. It's not guaranteed. We could die at any moment, but we're going to know our inner intention. We're going to know who we are if we honored that. And if we came to try to support and show the way for other people to live in an empowered state. And so I'd like to give like another analogy uh, question to you. Um, You know, we see a lot of this harm coming to people. You know, a lot of people are taking this needle and you and I have both looked at the research and saw some pretty horrendous stuff with Rudolf Steiner saying they're going to create a vaccine that will drive out the spirit of all men. Uh, there's a 1990 documentary with Dr. John Coleman talking about using a vaccine to uh, depopulate the planet. And so now we know millions of people have taken this. And so when I see this, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I don't know what's coming. And now I have a daughter and I want to be positive and optimistic and I can be fearless in myself almost. But now that I have a daughter, it's like, I'm so vulnerable. You know what I mean? It's like, not about me now. It's like how to like, let oh, that another, go. you know what I mean? I'm like, what I can't, like, I can't control yeah. that. It's just, it's so raw and, and, and challenging. And so um, how do you, how do you, what do you suggest for people who might be like, and we also have that money thing. A lot of people are getting, you know, dummied financially. And so all of a sudden that puts you more closer to this uh, uh-oh scenario. So what do you suggest for people that are like, uh-oh, like it's exploding. Um, I don't know how to take care of my kids. I'm, I'm losing my job. You know, this is becoming really stressful. How am I going to provide for my family? How am I going to move forward in this and, and feel optimistic when it's kind of like clamping down right now?
1: No, I understand completely. Two issues I'd like to discuss with that. The first one is that we have really been trained, and I think it's intentionally to to be inside victim consciousness, um, to be helpless victims. And I am a perfect example of somebody that was in that my entire life. You know, I had I had my family. Um, you know, my mom and dad were raised in victim, you know, consciousness. They, um, you know, gave it to me. I gave it to my children. Um, you know, when my husband, you know, left me or cheated on me, it's years and years of You know, what was me? How dare he? And it's really interesting. I want to speak on that really quickly. Like I'm still in some of these ladies groups or, you know, people whose spouses left them and you're cheated on them infidelity. And it's, it's kind of scary to me to go back in there a few years later and see the same people. They're regurgitating the same thing. And I'm like, this is very um, tragic, actually, to still be sitting inside of this narrative. Do I think it's necessary to heal? Yeah, I think there's some righteous anger you know, that needs to happen when you've been violated or abused by someone. But at some point, we all have to take responsibility right, and pull our power back and stop feeding that narrative of being a victim. And I even see that now in my opinion, when we look at people that are, um, you know, huge Biden supporters. And I want to go on the record that I am not a Trump supporter either. I really consider myself more libertarian. I was never a Q follower, but I'm definitely not a Biden supporter by any means. Um, But I see people that, you know, won the election, um, even though they won, they're still just constantly going after, you know, the right, the right and bashing them and loving to put up statistics and make fun of them. And I'm like, where, where is this leading us? How is this getting you out of this, this cycle of just perpetuating, you know, victimhood um, and blaming and shaming. And, and so I, I was guilty of that. I, you know, if you even go back and go back and look at some of my old posts, you know, from three years ago, very much, you know, lashing out at, at, at you know, my ex-husband and, you know, his family and what they had done to me, um, done to me and things like that. And there, it, it, there came a point where i was like i can continue on like this right for the rest of my life and i will die like this or i can learn to pull back my power um and for me pulling back my power meant forgiving them um and i've even started to integrate with some of them you know all of them because i'm not going to have a boogeyman in my you know in my background that is is, is in control of my emotions um, i am able i have reached a point where i'm able to extend love to people regardless, regardless of whether they return it, you know, what it looks like, there's just zero expectations for me. And that's how I show up. Uh, That's how I, you know, I, I feel like there's a choice that we make, Matt. And I ask myself this, we either are gonna be embedded in fear or in love. And so I'm constantly asking myself, what would love have me do? What would love have me do in this situation? And so in this situation, where we are as a collective, as a world, what would love have us do? I um, mean, you know, love would have us be in a non-reactive you know, state. Um, it would have you look at your daughter and understand that she is here on her own journey. Um, and she is a powerful person to have chosen to come here at this time. And what an amazing dad and mom she's chosen to do this, we're all um, a tangible, yeah, intangible way. And it's it's just the, the, this mystery of, um, you know, the universe and God, the creator, and why we're here, so many unspoken, you know, energies, and um, things that we, you know, that are, that are between us spiritually, and energetically, that it, it, it's just, um, every day, I'm amazed, it's, it's amazing to wake up in the world as much pain as there is but yet also see the potential and, and feel again, that deep knowing of at the bottom of all of this, there's love. And, and as we start to pull more and more out of that, you know, in ourselves, the collective will heal. So what I recommend to people is they just not buy into that narrative. I mean, yeah, you'll find on my page that a lot of times I am pointing out, um, you know, what's going on. And sometimes I get criticized for that. Well, you're buying into the narrative. If you're pointing it out, I get that. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a human being. And sometimes I get, you know, maybe a little bit triggered or hooked, and I'll point it out. Or sometimes I just feel like it needs to be called out. But all in all, I just don't buy into the narrative. I truly believe that we are creating a new world. Um, energy, money is mainly is it's an it's a currency. Um, it is an energy, and it's an energy of love. And so, how we will exchange money and currency will also look different than ha- how it does now. We are literally through our collective loving and being. We are completely breaking this system down and we are going, we are in the process of building a new system. So I just, I I really do feel that on a really, really deep level. And and is it scary? Yes. Is it going to be painful? Yeah, it's going to be painful. But again, like I said, we have, we have come into such a victim consciousness, um, you know, view that we're, a lot of people are still embedded in that we're terrified Mm -hmm. of, you know, being hurt. We're terrified of experiencing pain. So we do anything we can, you know, we drink, we drug, you know, we, we, we watch TV, we eat, you know, we have affairs, we check out, we live in denial. Um, you know, we, we take injections, we do anything we can to avoid really going into that cave and the cave is where the answer is that that is the answer. And that's what people need to understand is start opening up to that pain because once you can open up that pain and not feel that resistance towards it, you will transform yourself. And you will make it so you are so completely detached and uh, you know, from, from, from the pain. You, you, you would kind of morph through it so much that it's like it doesn't have an effect on you anymore. Um, and so that's where I think it's very powerful. I'll, I'll give an example of that. For me, I think I have tried to you know, take my own life so much that I have been to death's door and I understand what that feels like. And so for me, I'm not scared to die. Um, it's it's just mainly I see it as an energy exchange. And and so when I see the fear out in the world they're trying to promote, it doesn't even hook me at all. It's like, man, that's not a big deal to me at all because my fear of death, I have transformed that, I've transmuted it, and I it doesn't, there's no hook. So we so we want to make ourselves, you know, unhookable is what we really want to do. We wanna go through the woundings that we have and the traumas and the things that. You know, they can hook us with whether it's money, um, you know, our children, our fear for our children, um, you know, fear for my, you know, like I said, mine was, you know, having to get a divorce or being on my own and doing things on my own. Huge thing for me that was passed down through my lineage. And it's like, now I'm single and I'm absolutely like enjoying it so much. It's not even funny. So, you know, a big lie that I bought into my entire life was you have to have a partner um, to be happy. And if you don't have a partner, that means there's something wrong with you. Total lie. Um, That our society, you know, pushes on especially females, not true at all. And I am a witness, and I have testimony that that's not even close to being true. I've never been happier than I am now. You know, being single, and I feel very, very empowered being a single female. So it's just, it's, it's detaching. It's learning to, like I said, make yourself unhookable to anything that they might try to throw out at you. Um, You know, if you feel that resistance, that means there's a hook. There's a hook. And you could be a trauma, could be a wounding, could be a belief system, some paradigm that you're believing, but if it's not empowering to you, right. If it's, if it doesn't make you feel empowered, it's a lie. It's a trap that they're setting for you. And so you have to go to that. You have to walk to that and say, what is the trap here? Right. And I'm going to do the work to free myself from that lie so that I detach from it. So it has no power over me anymore.
0: Wow. That's all beautiful stuff. And, you know, there's so many points I love to make on that. You know, one of them is just transmuting the pain is like, it's, it's not ignoring it. It's just addressing it for what it is. Right. Cause so many people will try to do so many different things to avoid it or not face it. Right. Just to, just to kind of go through it. And fear is another massive one. That's how they're controlling so many people because when you go back to the victim mentality, which is, I agree. I think it is trained. We're also trained to obey authority and not to question. And when you go back to God, the creator in your spiritual self, it's basically – Um, you're giving that authority and dominion to the government rather than God, the creator who has, you know, granted you dominion here to, to live up to your fullest potential, to have faith, to create, to be a creator. You know, I think there's a quote that says, you know, you will do what I've done and greater the Bible people will, the Bible people, you know, the people who know the Bible know exactly that quote, but you know, and we're playing so small, like so afraid of other human beings. And I definitely get um, trapped in that as well. Right. And so it's noticing just not staying there and then looking for the solutions. And what I think you do really well is you address reality as it is. um, And then you, you work towards the solutions. How can I support? And that's kind of what I love you to talk about a little bit more is that I'm looking at what's going on. And um, I'm of the mind that the way that these people work is through deception, consent, um, and, and the, and why they're able to move forward is because people, they just put the blinders on and they don't want to face it. So they're just going to keep doing all this evil crap because we're sedated. We're not looking at it and good people are not standing up. And so for me, I feel like that's one of the ways that they, are able to thrive. We forgot how to invoke our freedoms. We've just given it over and we said, okay, go ahead. You can handle this. And now all of a sudden it's, it's got a lot worse really quick. And so what's the balance between for someone like me, or maybe looking out there's like, okay, well, if I know this is coming, like if I know down the street, there's a guy who's going in people's houses and, you know, beating them with a baseball bat. Well, if I know that I can lock my door. Right, I'm not going to dwell on the guy, but I can prevent, you know, what's happening. And so, when we see what's going on in the world and all this deceit and deception, we say, "Well, it's happening." And you know, if you see this information, which is true, because when you know what's true and what isn't, um, you can, you know, you have to take that gnosis for yourself. You know, some people email me, me like, "Oh, there's two sides of this." I say, "No, there isn't two sides. You haven't taken the responsibility and the accountability for yourself to know what the truth is, because." Everyone that I know that researches this, they're not guessing, we all come to the same conclusions because it is painfully obvious, right? You need to take that accountability. And so how do we bridge that? For me, when I'm like, hey guys, you know, now like if we're in war, that's a scary situation. Well, do they have guns? Do they have knives? Do they have, what are they, what are they doing? Then we know that we can prepare for either defense or for moving, you know, it really is the art of war right now. And so that's kind of what my thought has been through this is um, because I've studied war, I've studied martial arts, I've studied um, how attackers work, you know, people who do harm to women and kill people. They all rely on people doing nothing. And that's what I see happening right now is people need to stand up, be aware, and then full tilt, move into the solution, but they still need to know what those roadblocks are. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: I think you said something really, really profound that actually was probably the last one of the last components of my healing, and it was a big one, um, was, was I at some point had to step into taking responsibility for my life. Um, because for, for many, many years, I let you know, being a victim um, really dictate who I was. And at some point, Matt, it became a way for me not to take on the responsibility of being responsible and accountable to myself. Um, and so I see a lot of that out in the collective too. People have, you know, given their power away or they've never had it. You know, we come into this world, I believe veiled um, and, and, and separated. There's a, a veil that you know, comes between us and God, the creator, and it's our job through our life to remove that veil. And um, a lot of it for me was staying in victimhood. And, and ultimately to me what that was, was not wanting to be responsible and, and be accountable for my own life. And so we can really hide and dodge and blame just like we see people, um, you know, giving all their power away to an injection or to, you know, the food pyramid, the government tells me what to eat or big pharma, you know, I would work with people and I'd say, Hey, I need for you to change your diet. And they'd say, no, no, no. The doctor said I could eat whatever I wanted. I just have to take my metformin pill. So there's a lot of a huge, uh, you know, in that victim consciousness, a lot of um, failure to accept responsibility. I think that's a great point that you make. But I, I think it's, again, there, when, when you are in, you know, not that we're better, I, you know, I think maybe we're you know, a little bit farther ahead than others. And others, you know, it's all the same. But I do think that are, that are really seeing it. I also think there's another level from having to go into detaching from the need for other people to wake up Um, because, you know, I found, I'm sure you found yourself feeling like I'm going insane, you know, it's such, it's so logical, uh, but yet people aren't seeing it. And so I really have to back myself up, pull myself back in and go into detaching from, people you know and, and that would be a hook that would you know been one of those hooks i was talking about that i people have to see this they need to see this we're all going to die if they don't see this and now I, I don't think that's true at all i know that my work is to remain centered and focused and to be a beacon of you know reassurance and light to people and to validate the reality they're not crazy what you're seeing out in the world is not crazy um so that you know i think that maybe answered your question a little bit but for me like i said There's also work on the other side of enlightenment to detach from outcomes and not have this need for everybody to wake up and see it and understand that people are, everyone, um, I believe, is, is a good soul. I really do believe that. But we are all experiencing reality in a different way. And we are also all inside of our own processes. And give people grace to understand that, You know, we are all in our own processes. Can someone's process be harmful to us? Yeah, it can. Other people's processes can be very, very harmful to us. And we have to note that and, you know, apply appropriate boundaries and things like that. But in the end, I still think there's this deep knowing for me of knowing that there's a reason we came here. It is the spiritual war. Um, You know, I choose to stay in truth. I will not bend. I will not fold. I will be not mocked, ridiculed, shamed into, you know, changing sides. And I know in the end, it's all going to be not only okay, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. It's just the growing pains of getting there are going to be painful.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I'm, I'm currently recording interviews for a law summit. And we interviewed one of the original kind of free man on the land in Canada, uh, Rob Bernard, And I was kind of telling him some, some different things. And he goes, well, you know, you're thinking of it by yourself. He's like, you need to understand that this will change through community. And there are others out there. And this is what that calling is, is right now, it seems that many are forging the path on their own. But even in the groups that we're in, we're connected. And more people are coming. Those beacons of light are getting stronger because they are in truth. They are in integrity, they are in service. You know, all of these doctors and health professionals like you know, Kelly Brogan, Sayer G, all these amazing people, um, Dr. Bear Lando, you know, years of helping people, you know, years of a track record of being an integrity and then so what does the other side have well they have slander they have ridicule they have mocking and shaming and and that's the tools and if you think about you know just energy wise right that's that's kind of like dark demonic i don't know however you want to phrase it it's not positive it's not good it's not cooperative it's not something you want to live in right and so they want to bring you down to that level and so there's the importance of recognizing that we don't have to do this together but we can show up and do where we're called. And so a lot of people, you know, that I work with, cause I, I, I train a lot of people on helping them know what their life purpose is. And I feel like that's, for me, is so easy. I can figure that out within an hour by asking you questions. I'm not super power psychic. I ask you basic questions, you tell me, and then we figure out why you're not doing it. Um, so, um, but what I'm finding as well as people have these jobs and there's a transition phase, you know, it's not like, cause you have families and these different, um, challenges that we need to get through but you know if we say you know what the universe is on our side We're where we need to be. And then we start to give it over to God and say, look, these are the things that that align with me, that who I wanna be, what I wanna learn, the types of people I wanna be around. Show me a way to get there, but also show me a way to be of service today. So if you're in a job and you have 10 employees that are in real estate or in technology or whatever, maybe you're there because all of a sudden you can, when that opportunity comes at work, you just plant a seed of truth. You're in integrity. You're not in fear. And, and maybe it's that one person and maybe that's all we can do. Right. Maybe that's it. And so as we walk this path, I think it's so important um, to not put the whole world on your shoulders, which I think empathetic people do and, um, and and recognize that if you can just have that intention, say, you know, spirit, God, I'm going to show up today. Uh, you know, guide me, and then we're going to be guided together. Because on the other side of this storm or this transition, I do think it's going to be magical. Uh, many of the people in in this law summit who I highly respect, they can tell you how this system works and how it's consent based and how it's a house of cards. Mm-hmm. And there just needs to be a small amount of people that wake yeah. up to it. And some of them say it's like a snake with its head cut off, and we're just watching this flailing of the snake, which yep. I like. And that's kind of my view of what's going on now. I think it's going to get worse and it's get rocky. But this old system had to fall. The banking system is incredibly corrupt. The whole thing is a satanic Luciferian inverse, which I've been talking about for over 20 years with my friends from high school when I wanted to know why we had war and starvation. And nobody gave a crap. It has to fall. And from yeah. that, we can build, rebuild something based on integrity and we have to re- remember how to be sovereign, how to take responsibility, how to be adults, how to be accountable, how to be a good member of your community, how to have values in what you do and what you provide, not about what can I get and how can I get more and then how can I 10X that and then, you know, triple X that, right? It's, it's really integrity through service. And so we're going to remember the best parts of being human. You know, the best values, the best characteristics, the Mm -hmm. best ways of being the, the best codes of contact, conduct, the best communications, and we're going to have a much more richer and full life, you know, eat, eat clean food and water too. That'll be fun. So, um, yeah. So do you want to comment on that? I just ranted. I didn't really ask you a question.
1: Well, no, I mean, I I love that. That's a whole nother world. I'm beginning to discover the consent-based, um, thing. And it's, it's, it's extremely interesting. And I'm going to be delving into that a lot more too. I'm actually coming out with a website um, that should be up in the next month called We to Freed, F-R-E-E-D. Um, and it's going to be basically, um, you know, a way to help empower people to free themselves from these paradigms, whether it's, you know, a political paradigm, um, a religious paradigm, an abusive relationship paradigm, societal conditioning, um, you know, have stories like mine and other people's on there. Um, And so it's a it's a way to and then I'm going to hopefully get into some of this consent based, the natural law type stuff, because that's extremely I mean, once you know about that right Matt it's like it's fascinating. I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I'm just beginning to barely get into it. I do kind of want to point out, though, based on everything you were saying, that for those people that are empathetic, one other thing that I've had to learn to do is understand that my empathy is my greatest asset but it can also be my greatest weakness it's you know a very very it can be a really big liability so i've had to learn to in order to protect myself in order to be of the highest service to those i'm you know hoping to help i really have to understand because when we're empathetic people we can read and really feel into other people's energy and so i've had to learn how to cut that off not doesn't mean that i don't you know care or show concern, but I don't let it wipe me out. Um, where you know you're on the floor and I'm on the floor with you, I'm able to hold the space for you and hold you up, um, or the people that I'm helping, and not let that you know my, my empathy pull into their energy, and then we're both just wiped out something i've had to kind of really play around with is to again understand that my empathy is my greatest asset but it also can be you know my greatest weakness it's very very powerful uh, to be able to you know feel others energies and and read into that but but we have to learn how to use it responsibly and in the right way so that we can best help you know ourselves and other people
0: yeah absolutely and that can be really challenging i liken it to uh you know Someone you love, like my daughter or whatever, you know, breaks her arm. So to make her feel better, I break my arm too. It's like, that's not going to help. And just, you know, when other people are in that victim mentality or in suffering, when you're in peace and you're in strength, that vibration, there's mirror neurons or whatever magical stuff is going on. Lots of scientists say all kinds of different things. To me, it's just common sense. You're showing the example. Of what's possible, just like you know, when yeah. when I went snowboarding, I'd be around the best, and I would learn much quicker. When I want to learn martial arts, I learned much quicker. I'm like, whoa, you can do that. Uh, when I'm around better skateboarders, I learn much quicker. And so, you know, it's kind of also common sense and on a side note, I feel like what people are craving is better community and better environments. Cause if you're in a toxic world where everything outside is uh, fake and superficial and there's no heart and soul to it, you're going to feel a certain way. And so maybe you can just kind of migrate and ask and move toward a scenario that's a little bit more fulfilling, a little bit more centered, because I think that many people are compromising their soul. And one of the, you know, best quotes that I feel like I've ever heard on the show was from David Weiss. And he said, um, the the meaning or purpose of life is not to sell your soul. And I feel like people compromise their soul in so many different ways. And then often that little kind of chipping away can be a full compromise of doing work that you know actually causes harm and you sign up for that, right? And so we want to be full of integrity. And then we're, we're walking and experiencing the miracle of life. And we're actually watching the creator God, take care of us. I have seen that happen. And that requires massive amounts of faith to say, I am going to walk this path. I am not going to waver. And I know I'm going to be supported. And we're now moving into more, uh, a powerful way of being as a creator than this victim. That's like, oh, you other human, um, please help me. Right. I I am so weak and incapable of anything. I need you to help me. Yeah. It's frightening. I understand that, but, but just Move towards that, because eventually you'll you'll be in the knowing that there is a creator, that there is a God, that there is a spirit that is watch, watching out for you. And just look at the birds, look at nature, look at um, how life operates. The humans are, are not doing it right. You know what I mean? So you want to move toward the humans in ways of being that is natural, that makes sense, that is cooperative, that is cohesive. Um, yeah. And so one of the questions I want to ask was, <laughs> Uh, what about communication because a lot of people are struggling with that uh, both sides of the fence right they're slinging crap at you it, within families uh, within within so, uh, parents and, and kids really challenging right now and and unfortunately some people who have kind of really gotten indoctrinated through, Through every form of media. Now it's so advanced, they can hit you from TV, radio, signals, newspaper. And now you can't even find the information unless you go find it out. Uh, Google, right? Slander, you you can't even find it. So they're fully indoctrinated. And uh, we want to be compassionate. So we want to be able to communicate with their loved ones or other people who might be abusing us, right? You know, that one for me, as a, as a, let's just say, angry caveman sometimes, somebody like, Usually I'm okay, but, like, sometimes someone will say, it's like, if you said that to my face, I would beat the shit out of you. What is wrong with you? And we've kind of lost that as, like, men, you know? It's like, you know, when you're a kid, um, when your mom got mad at you, you knew you were in trouble because, like, she's disappointed in you and it's wrong, but your dad might just whoop your ass for messing around, but you know that you still screwed up, right? It's a lot more frightening. It's just, like, very direct. And in society, we have people behaving as – children uh not applying the golden rule being complete ignorant belligerent pieces of crap and uh there's no way to put them in check so it can be frustrating and so i'm just curious how we would communicate with our loved ones and then other people who might be gaslighting us right in in complete ignorance and just kind of attacking
1: yeah and i i i personally unless we're at like the psychopath level which i do believe a lot of the people in charge are at the psychopath you know, sociopath where they actually are acutely aware of what they're doing. They're definitely aware. I think that everybody else, you know, like in my past and the average person, um, they're not intentionally gaslighting. They're, they're a victim of their own delusions. Um, They're not really seeing reality correctly, or they are manifesting a very false reality in their minds in order to survive. Um, And so real quickly, that's what I want to what we're seeing is people shifting out of this survival mode, right? For my entire life, Matt, I'm 50, I was in survival, um, not even knowing I was in survival. And I would even say up until a few years ago, you know, even when I thought I was healed, I was still making survival look really, really good. And so now I'm moving into the process of just being. And and that's where that deep knowing comes in. I know a lot of what you do, Matt, doesn't take a lot of effort anymore because it's just who you are. It's who you show up. It's that easy to be, you know, Matt Belair. Um, but I know it probably hasn't always been like that for you. And the same for me is that, you know, as when I wake up every morning, I'm genuinely very content and happy. Did it take me a while to get there? Absolutely. It was a lot of work um, that was put forth to do it. But now I, like I said, I'm in the process of being. And who do I, who am I being right now, you know, with you on this podcast that empowers me to fulfill my mission? I'm, you know, being, I'm communicating with you. I'm, you know, being open and receptive. I'm, I'm showing you love. I, I feel love. I um, you know, I feel this exchange between you and me. And so that's the thing that I'm really conscious of is when I'm talking to someone that I'm really looking for those hooks, right? I'm kind of looking and not that they're trying to hook me, but what am I allowing myself to get hooked with? Um, And that shows that that's not their responsibility, even if they're gaslighting me, even if they're throwing up all these things and saying all this stuff about me, that's their right to do that. Right. But what I'm checking for is what's hooking me. And if it's hooking me, that's not on them. That's work on me that I can be doing so that I don't get hooked. So, for instance, if a family member is criticizing you, um, you know, for not getting the shot or something like that, in my opinion, I, you know, first observe, I become the observer and I'm watching this. There's, there's a much higher theme going on here. It's two souls communicating on a planet in a realm. Um, And what are we talking about? We're talking about, um, you know, one of them is coming from fear for sure. And what's the other one going to do? Are you going to respond back in fear? Are you terrified that they won't see the truth that they're going to, you know, keep going down this path? And that's where I said earlier, you have to learn to detach um, you have to learn to detach from outcomes. You have to learn to detach from the need for everybody to agree with you, for people to like you. Um, and because those can be hooks that can keep you in a very oppressed and you know stagnant and very resistant state. And so it's just opening yourself up to accept whatever it is. Um, and it's so funny that I say that because if you had told me, I, mean, I heard all that stuff four years ago, I, I would have been so like, what the hell is she talking about? This lady doesn't know what she's talking about, but it really is a way of being and shifting into, um, you know, just, just this experience of this magnificent reality, um, that we are all bearing witness to. And are you going to look at this reality from a place of love is a of fear. And that really does come down to a choice, um, for each of us. And and at, at a very baseline level, it is a choice. So, it's your choice. You can choose to look at everything from a place of fear and resistance and pain and continuing to recycle, you know, recycle that pain, or you can go through the canal, the cave, right. And you can birth a new reality for yourself. One where you are not in pain and um, one where you are able to you know, be loved and generate love and truly manifest an incredible reality for yourself.
0: I love all that. And what I'd love to ask is it's kind of like personal and what I've been hearing. So, you know, I've been waking up, right. And I get a little bit stressed out. Right. So I find, I'm not waking up like content and like, this is all the best. I'm like, well, I got to do a lot of things. You know, there's so much of this uh, process. I got, I'm getting deleted everywhere. You know, I don't have enough time for this. And then I got, I'm trying to study this It's like, it's, it's overwhelm. I think that's what it is. Um, and then the idea of, um, that being, right? Just, just to be content. There's a, a book by, I think it's Michael Singer, The Surrender Experiment. And it's like, okay, we surrender to the universe in this bigger picture. And, and we're in this being, we're in this awareness and we're content and we flow. But then there's the other side of manifestation and and working you know with your intentions right you got to show up to work also and so how do you bridge those gaps because i feel like sometimes when people are being then they might not be participating and and putting hard work in and then on the other side of the manifesting you know sometimes people are just going so hard at it they're not in the present moment and so how do you bridge the gap between you know being actually content with that you know manifesting aspect
1: so it, 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 it's interesting because what it really comes down to you know how we we're talking about words are really really important and I'm a huge like Florence I think Shabo Shen um your word is your wand I think she wrote the game of life and how to play it um words cast spells and and I'm a, a really big believer in that and so I really am extremely careful um, cautious of you know what I say to myself and other people but but for me what I had what I learned from my experience is that being right I was like okay I was saying, who do I need to be, right? Who do I need to be to be happy? Who do I need to be to be content? Who do I need to be to become unhookable? And what I shifted into was who, who am I being? Not who do I need to be being, but right now, who am I being? So it's a focus very much on right now as is, who are you being? And once you can start to kind of grasp that, um, from a very, you know, moment level, present moment, who am I being right now? And so you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm stressed. I'm you know, scared. I got a lot to do. Okay. You know, bring it in. Who am I being? Who am I being right now? I am love. I am safe. I am protected. I am powerful. And you just kind of start to integrate those words into your being, Um, And then I truly believe that's what happened with me is once you can start really pulling those words in and putting them in present terms, not something in the future, but as it is right now, um, you start, you start emulating that you start, it it starts oozing from you, this being of who you are.
0: That's amazing. Uh, I love that answer. And it was really helpful for me um because it's it's true and i'm thinking about it and you know so i think about this analogy cuz life life is uh you know and Zen they say life is suffering right we know that that life is challenging it doesn't always happen perfect so you know how would you suggest that to a person I, I think i would know what you'd say but you know this person they lost their job they don't know where money's going to come from and they're like Allie, you crazy nut you know <laughs> I, got, I don't know where we're going to get money from uh how the heck am i supposed to be content with this um, scenario so do you think they could still apply it uh, and how would they navigate a more challenging time
1: it, it really does it, it is it's just like we talked about the, the natural law right and, and the, like the words that they're using and the consent you know are so powerful same thing with manifesting it is literally that easy to be love. And to, and once we, I learned something very powerful, you know, last week um, from Brooklyn film girl, I want to give her credit. It's it's extremely insightful. Um, Ariana, that she basically, we were talking one day and she said that, you know, words are, thoughts are energetic, feelings are magnetic. And I was like, wow, you know, cause I'd been doing that, but she really encapsulated it for me. So you can think of thought a million times a day, but it's once you apply that feeling to it that then it starts to bring that bad or good energy in. And so um, again, it comes down to a choice, Matt. There was a, ch- there was a, a choice that like, I hadn't talked to, you know, my ex-husband in, in years um, and there was a lot of pain that, you know, went through between us and we have this beautiful family and um, I was you know sitting there one day and I thought of him and I thought, you know, I feel hurt. Right. It was kind of like a fuck you. Right. Well then underneath the hurt, right. What is there? There's, there's love. Right. And so I was like, okay, what would love have me do? Well, love would have me reach out to him. And so I reached out to him and now we've all, you know, been able to kind of bring our family together and start to just, you know, very slowly heal. Um, You know, we're, we're healing as a family, separate as a couple, um, but still we're able to do that. And I think that's a different dynamic than what you typically see for families that go through divorce. So to answer your question, it is, um, it, it really does come down to a choice. You can choose to be in fear, And base everything because it, because what's driving you is either fear or love. It really is that easy. And so fear is either going to tell you and let you run. You can say, screw you, you're wrong. You know, hate you. Look what you did to me. Or you can step into love and you can say, I am love. Right. And it's not like I need to be love. It's like, you really are love. And so you can choose that way of approaching your life. Um, it's it's a choice. It really is that easy to be in fear or be in love. Now, is it going to apply within seconds? No. There may be pain involved in that, and there and there's a good chance that there will. But the pain is either a lesson or an opportunity or both. Um, for me, you know, I was as low as you can get. My kids didn't speak to me. Um, I was like a nutball, you know, crazy person. So embarrassed. So much humiliation. And I have overcome that because of what I went through. I chose to take the lesson. I chose to take the opportunity and I chose to shift it into a place of love.
0: I love all that. That's amazing. And, you know, one of the things that I, it reminds me of is in Zen Athlete, I kind of broke down the book because I wanted to make the dream was to make mental training for sport mainstream. Because it's so powerful what it can do for kids. And when I break it down as simply as possible for like a one-year-old or something, not a one-year-old, like a grade one or something showing a basketball shot, uh, the first thing is how to clear your mind. A person who can do that, there's a fundamental uh, shift in the quality of consciousness in their life if they're able to just quiet their mind for a moment. The second thing is to uh, visualize the shot going in, to intend it goes in. So this will help you remember and know that you're a creator. You do influence your reality. But then you got this Zen one that comes right after. You miss the shot. And this is the most important one. What's the most powerful and positive perspective you can have in that scenario? And Sometimes that's much harder than others, right? So you miss a a basketball shot on your own. That's not so so bad. You miss the game-winning basketball shot when all your friends or families are there and you're in like grade nine or something or the NBA finals. It's more serious. But then you have life scenarios, right? What if your job gets exploded and you have all of these things that happen? Then the victim mentality that we've been trained to accept comes in. Rather than creator consciousness saying, okay, I accept that this is happening. It is what it is. I am a creator and I will adapt from this. It's, it's equally available and you can say okay this is the highest thing for me i will succeed uh, the universe will provide a way you know i will be shown what to do we will be safe and protected and taken care of you know the universe is leading me somewhere it is equally available well but what happens is we're attached to this reality we create this massive story but why it's the worst thing ever that can happen, and you could look at that in a global event, and then we then we run with that story, and it's still just a story. We could actually create a much more positive story, and I feel like that's where we're moving into that creator consciousness, which is equally available, just challenging to do because you have to surrender a little bit. You have to have some faith, and um, you, you have to engage in this positive mindset, and that's like you said, it, it is a choice right? You can choose to say, woe is me. And I need some savior. You can say, you know what, I'm going to be accountable. This is what it is. You know, show me what that next step is. And now I'm going to show up and uh, create my reality.
1: Thousand percent. And one thing I will notice too, that I had to shift, and I know I probably did this at the beginning of our conversation, instead of saying, I will be, I will be safe. I will be um, okay. I, I am really training my brain to say, I am okay. I am love." It's currently happening in my reality right now that I am safe, that I am loved, that I am powerful, that I am consciously creating. So for somebody that, you know, let's say lost a job, I am creating a beautiful reality right now. Not I will have one It's I am creating, I, I am, you know, I am a creator. I am powerful. I am blessed. I am loved. I am whole. I am secure right now right now, because anything else, right? Anything else that tells you otherwise is a lie. It's a trap. And so we have to be very, very cautious of of what we say to ourselves. It's amazing. I mean, let's like I said, words cast spells. (laughs) That's kind of a whole new area for me that I'm learning. It's like, this, this is like amazing. It's like, you really do, you know, have a wand um, that you can just, you know, manifest and, and really come into your reality with not without pain. Right. It's, and I think that's where we get like, you know, some people, the people that come after us are like, Oh, they think everything is love and light. No, 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 no. I'm talking integrating the pain. I'm talking, going through the pain, not avoiding it and using the light and the dark, right. To create this very real and very powerful reality.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, shoot, you know, it's how we were, I, I had something very clear that I was going to say, and I dropped my, I dropped it because there's two things. You know, one of them is like uh, in alchemy, right? They turn lead to gold, right? So you need the coal, you need the pain, yeah. you need the challenge. And so you have to transmute it. And so you're being offered this energy, right? And say, holy smokes. And you try to ignore it and do all these different things you're like, okay, I can move through this. And when you alchemize it, that creates fuel for moving forward. That, that is going to allow you to propel and to take that action. And the other thing I was going to say, which I'm glad it came to me, um, I was thinking of man's search for meaning, uh, how that inner world can always be created. If you depend on the outer world to be in any sort of way, it literally does not matter what that configuration is, because when you get to that configuration, whether that's in a day or a year or like 10 years later, your inner world is going to stay the same. So you can actually architect your inner world to be in peace, harmony, joy, contentment, fulfillment, love, empowerment with, with nothing and, and with a totally messed up experience. Uh, and, and you could be, you could still, you could actually experience that. And I, I remember one of the podcasts I had on with the guy, I forget his name now, a really powerful podcast. He got locked up in Thailand for like 15, 20 years or something, 10 years, a long time. And it was a terrible experience. He said when he was getting transported, there's like a tribe out there and, uh, you know, they're, they're basically, they're not connected to the land in any way. You know what I mean? They're, they're out there. He's riding on the bus and he had learned some tie and, and they picked him up and they're throwing this guy in jail, right. For, for nothing. Like they're just doing something so evil and so corrupt. And, uh, the guy's asking him, where am I going? Cause he doesn't know what's happening. And he had to explain to him that he was going to jail away from his family, away from his friends, all this stuff. And he was basically crying when he was telling him, he just like, didn't want to break the news. And the guy goes to him and he's comforting him. And he's like, it's okay. He's comforting him. And he's just like, what is going on? How are you comforting me? Like, it's like, what is going on? He's like, he was such at peace. That is phenomenal. In no way would that be me. I would like it to be me. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll get there. I'd be kicking yeah. and screaming and, and drop kicking some stuff. Um, but hopefully one day, you know, I, I could get there, but but maybe it would be possible at some point. And that story that just blew my mind because, you know, I was like, what a powerful way of being, you know, to be that centered, to be that empowered is just remarkable, but available. It is available.
1: Absolutely, it one and it's all within our control. It's just, it's just such a powerful, we we have we are powerful beings. That's what I'm you know learning every day. I'm awakening to that. Um, it's it's it it's mind blowing to me. It really really is. And how again again even amidst all the pain, how incredible um, life is and and being a, a human. Um, you know, at this time is is amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, it is a bit of a storm right now. But when we get into the alignment for what it is, you know, we're going to be guided to where we need to go. And that's like that faith element. You know, I could talk to you all night. This has been really beautiful and extraordinary. I love all your wisdom. Is there anything that you wish that we had talked about or that you want to leave the listeners with?
1: You know, one thing I, I'm feeling kind of coming up is we've spoken on this is a little bit of this divisive energy, um, you know, divided energy, um, where I do think a lot of that is necessary. I'm personally trying to shift into um, myself, uh, you know, making, I think one of my kids taught me this, I think it's a roomy quote, make their sleep more comfortable for them, um, where just understanding that we each play different roles um, in this reality and this experience that we're having. And stop trying, in my opinion, stop trying to, um, you know, my account. I I think I set it up to where I hope it is where I'm not necessarily trying to wake up those that are asleep, but I'm more validating people that are already awake or that are right there, you know, on the cusp um, to let them know there are other people with them that that support them and can validate what they're experiencing. But for those that are truly asleep, I am really doing um, a lot of, um, you know, work to extend compassion to them. And to, to understand that, you know, therefore the grace of God there before the grace of God go, go I, um, had I not had my wonderfully painful experience, um, you know, I would be one of them still and, and, you know, be at that place. And so it is a, it's showing them compassion. And like I said, just, you know, making their sleep more comfortable for them and, um, you know, showing, showing them love.
0: That's beautiful. It's a really important point too, because I, I think a lot of people struggle with that, right? You have this huge divide and, and you kind of want to attack, especially when you're getting attacked and to say, okay, you know, not, it's a, not a judgment, you know, right? Whatever. I'll support you either way. And that's really kind of like a spiritual teaching, right? Because I learned this going to festivals and I was like, oh yeah, I found festivals. I found, you know, all the spiritual people. And then after a, a few of them, I was like, okay, some of them are, But the vast majority, you got a lot of growing up to do because, you know, they're spiritual as heck when everything is is hunky dory and everything is just right. Um, But then when stuff gets a little rocky, you know, they forget about those lessons. And I feel like, you know, if you do consider yourself to be a good person, if you want to be supportive and compassionate, now is a master training ground, you know, to be able to do that, right? To have somebody attacking you and go ahead.
1: It's just such an opportunity. And one, one very thing I noticed early, really, really early on is it's really, really, really easy to be very awake to the macrocosm. And it's not so easy to be awake to the microcosm within yourself. So there's a lot of people that are very awake, you know, to what's going on in the world, but yet their own internal, you know, lives are in shambles, or they're still in abusive relationships, or they're still repeating patterns. So it's really easy for them to point out everything going on out here, but it's very difficult for them to look inside still. And so there's a, a lot of work, um, you know, a lot of those people that hopefully, you know, they'll get to, but again, um, you know, I'm detached from that now. And I understand everybody is on their, Everyone is in their own process and I have respect. I have a, a lot of respect for people's processes because I know Matt, that my process looked so fucked up, looked terrible, was terrible, was painful, was abusive. And look where I got from it, you know? So it's like, I I have a lot of respect for everyone's processes, no matter where they are, no matter where they are.
0: Yeah. That's incredibly important. It's kind of like when that expression hurt people, hurt people. And when you're like asleep and you have that cognitive dissonance, it's like, yo, the world is not at all what you thought it was. That's a huge thing. You, you want them to, you know, you're just like change everything you think, you know, you know, and I'm going to do it by yelling at you and showing all these facts. Like I can't dude, it's too much. Like I can't do it. You know, holy crap. And so that's what we're asking. And it's, we're asking a lot and we're doing it kind of, you know, you know, yeah. When they're sleeping, wake like, up. Wake up, you know, like, nah, 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 no, nah. Like that's too much, like just, and so you make their sleep more comfortable, but you just show the resonance of peace of like, you know, I know this is going on. I'm not gonna judge you. I'm not gonna berate you and I'm not gonna feed into it. You're like, they're gonna like, how do you have that sense of peace? You know, and even one of the mask things, you know, like I don't ever, I haven't worn a mask. I did it once too, cause I need to get some friggin' stuff at, uh, what is that? Costco screw Costco. You know, I really, you know, I wasn't going to deal with it then. Yeah. Like they wouldn't honor. So I was like, all right, fine. So I need this crap right now. Um, but you know, I haven't worn it and I've gone everywhere and it's always peaceful because I'm carrying peace with me. I'm not carrying combat, you know, I'm not carrying aggressive aggression. And so I need to be peaceful to get that reaction, you know, and, and it's a huge, uh, distinction, you know, so I just put a video up the other day of just how easy it is to go into a store. I'm smiling to people, talk to people. You know, I see, I, you know, I see little girls, man, and they just, they, they look and they like kind of hide behind their mom sometimes, but then they kind of give me a smile. And, you know, uh, I got to work on it because it pisses me off when I see parents masking their kids. Right. So I still have that, like I said, I'm an angry caveman. You know what I mean? I'm with, I'm like with a blunt baseball bat being like, stop abusing people, stop being so stupid. So I wanted to I want to yeah, you know, and so, but it's not the I mean, highest just, quality yeah. thing I could do. It's not it's not the best I could do. So we,
1: have, you know? we, have to, we have to give ourselves grace for being humans too. I mean, you yeah. and I, I mean, I'll guarantee you that I'll pop off with some post here pretty soon <laughs> where I'm attacking or blaming, or you somebody have it too. Um, yeah, there, there's a balance there though. I think there is a balance of righteous anger. I think righteous anger is really, really necessary. Um, and it's important too. It's just when it 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 becomes poisonous to us right that we're internalizing it and getting so caught up um in the outcomes right that it can become you know very toxic to us but i'm all for righteous anger hell yeah i I think it has it definitely has its place too yeah
0: it's good and i feel like it's it's the right time for the right scenario right because it's all at like this this scale of almost middle way you know because I heard one really interesting thing. I can't remember where it was from, but it said like a lot of the teachings can be a little bit distorted. And they say, what? Cause I love the Buddha and I love Buddhism and Tibetan stuff. But the, what, the expression this person used was like a distraction from Jesus because he goes, you know, the Buddha would teach. And I don't know if this is true. I haven't really heard that, that, you know, somebody's going on the street and they're getting, you know, raped or killed. Buddha just walks by. The universe is perfect. You don't interfere. And I don't know, you know, and that's the example they use. But Jesus was to strike out the evil. And so in my scenario, I'm like, you know, you got, you had, there's time yeah. you do something, you know, <laughs> you, you have to do something I, you know, I'm going to engage fully. Right. But then I can't then go stay in anger forever. And that's the thing. There's, there's right emotions and there's right ways to hand, like the emotions just going to probably pop up most of the time. Um, but how do you handle that? You know what I mean? How do you, how do you engage with honor and respect and intention. And that's the challenge. And that's what they teach you in martial arts is like, somebody's attacking you. It's frightening. You're maybe angry at them. You know, whatever the case is, you have to kind of remain cool to know how to operate. Are you, are you reactive? Or are you still making the choice, right? This is wrong right. I need to take an action. I'm going to do it within honor, you know, and that's, that's this, uh, you know, middle way. Right. Cause if we're going around and just letting people get harmed, you know, you kind of just got to sometimes there's 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 and it'll be angry but i'm not going to attack them with anger i'm going to attack with i need to help this person right that's the intent it's not the anger of the go ahead
1: i was going to say what we have to be careful of cautious of is that we experience the emotions but we don't let the emotions rule us right we use the emotions to empower us but they don't have the control over us and that takes some work it does but it's it's pretty i mean it's very powerful when you when you get that when you get that and i I mean, I still—that's one of my biggest challenges. Um, but once I, you know, start to kind of move into it, it's—it's it's becoming much, much easier for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it is. Yeah. So this has been helpful because it's—you know—it's the whole gauntlet of life, and we want this, right? If life were just easy and fun and wonderful all the time, yeah. um, you know, it wouldn't be that exciting. This is this is a gauntlet of experiences, and we should feel them. It's just then putting it into our brain of how we're going to react to that situation. Right. You don't, you don't hold on to anger, fear, overwhelm all day. It's not a, it's not a great place to be. It's not a great state of being. There are um, states of peace and contentment available while you go through the process. And again, just from martial arts, I kind of know this, you can go through some of the training that's horrendous, uh, you know, it really is, but you can do it with a very powerful mind. You know what I mean? Like when I train the Shaolin monks, they literally were kicking me in the back. Is like super hard. And I was like, what have I signed up for? (laughs) This is insane. And I kind of like, but over time when I get used to it, I was like, this is going to happen. It's not going to feel good. That's all right, you know. And so I was like, how am I peaceful in the chaos? And being being human almost means to experience a great deal of suffering and pain, right? In Buddhism, life is suffering. and it, it is frustrating, you know, and it is painful. If you skateboard, you know that too. you know so, um, but that's a part of it. We want that because it is this container that allows for expression. It's not certain. Right. And so we're intending, and it is this give and take with, you know, faith and intention with also this bigger picture of you're not in control of all of it. And that makes it exciting and beautiful. And it gives you the free will choice to build and create who you want to be.
1: Absolutely. The the darkness always makes the light seem that much brighter, you know, that much more beautiful, I believe. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And judging by your story of sounds intense, you're going to click that button to go do it again. You know, that's, that's wild stuff. And I've heard people say that before I ask them, you know, people have got rung through the ringer. I was like, would you go back? Cause they owe oh, every single person says yes. And that's kind of what I share with people when they're like, Oh, I missed some of my lives or why did I waste my life doing this? I was like, I know for sure, like whether it's quote unquote awakening and what I say that is consciously architecting your life, being the inner architect and the outer architect say I'm intending to build this because this is who I truly am. And it's based on values and what you enjoy and environment and friends and your livelihood and your vocation right? Um, You do need a certain amount of money for that, but that's secondary to all that other stuff. You'll figure out a way to do it. Um, And so that to me is like when you start engaging in that process and everything you did before that will be useful. You won't change it. You you wouldn't have wanted to change it because it'll get you and support you in moving forward, right? It will be necessary, Um, whether it was pain or trauma, which not easy, um, right? Obviously in your scenario, but I just find it fascinating that everybody that just got run through the ringer, like wouldn't change it. And so it's uh, it's uh, makes me feel better and might be, uh, give some hope to people who are really uh, going through it. So Ali, this has been beautiful. Amazing. I'm so glad we got to do this. I appreciate you and your work and who you are and everything you're doing. Um, you know, you got some good offspring over there, you know, your son's doing some amazing work too. And so, um, where do people find more about you and your work if they want to stay in touch?
1: Well, right now I'm in the process of building a website I am going to be coming out with that Weed of Freed, um, a podcast and a website around that too. And then I'm just basically, you know, right now on my Telegram channel and my Instagram, um, as long as it's still up, I'm still active. <laughs> um, but I, you know, that's where I just have a knowing that, you know, my, my words and my voice will reach those who, you know, need to hear it or are ready to hear it. So I just don't used to kind of sweat things getting deleted. I'm definitely not as, you know, I have not been deleted like you have, you are a warrior, <laughs> um, but I just, kind of, you know, I, I just, you know, it's like, it is what it is. And if it happens, then I just find a different way to get my, you can't, you can't, you can't shut truth down. You know that Matt. And so I'm just like, it'll, it'll, people will find me. They'll find me.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Well, when I got my Facebook deleted, I like, I, I was like fine with it. I was a bit annoyed. I was like, this is annoying because I had, you know, friends over there, but I just was like, all right, fine. You know, there will be something else and maybe I'll pie, you know, have this new platform be so much further ahead. All I know I can do is keep showing up. It is annoying. Yeah, it sure is. But I don't. It live is. Right, but no, no, I totally <laughs> don't stay in that. I'm that's like, okay. I'm I'm not attached to it. It's like, well, that's a bummer. Now they want. Like, I was like, well, that's a. There's a lot of work there. You son of a gun. But then I, you know, did more on the membership and stuff like that. Like I can't control that. So you know, sometimes it is cool to see some of the training that I've done and the mindset stuff. It works because I'm like, all right. And then my one buddy was asking me, oh, really? he's like, bro, how are you not furious right now? I was like, you spent like five years building those accounts to share with people and my Facebook never got that many shares, right. You know, a few here and there, you know, on average, like three to five, the stuff I was posting on the research was getting between two, some of them was like 200, one of them was like 450. I'd never had that before. I was like, Whoa, like you do the work to hopefully it gets out there. It's like, it's nice. And they've done this to me so many times. It was like podcasts got to 120,000 downloads a month, like two years ago. And then they deleted me. And then it went all the way down, you know, down to like, I was at like 25,000 a month from there. And I wanted to quit then. I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> I like, why am I doing this? <laughs> and I was like, this is so ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah I did it. Oh, no. <laughs> so, you know, when you're walking the path. That's
1: the thing. You became unhookable. That's exactly it. And I, you know, I'm a, I was a 50 year old washed out, you know, grandmother. And I was, <laughs> I, I thought for a long time I was attached to you know my big Instagram account and it got deleted last October out Ale- my son Alec and I did and we kind of looked at each other and we were like meh and then we like went and ate dinner and I was really like you know like damn like I am really doing the work. I'm not attached to this and therefore I'm not I'm not hookable. They're not gonna hook me that way find a different way right because you didn't get hooked me there. We'll just find a different way to come out. So it's yeah it's very powerful like again something that was painful right we use that as an opportunity to up-level some more and become you know, more unhookable. They can't get to us.
0: Yeah. And if you th- see it as like an energetic body too, it makes sense. Like all these things that make you, you know, you get into the weird, like esoteric stuff and they say like, there's these beings here that harvest your energy. Like it could be. And so why are we always frustrated and angry all the time? Like, what's that energy? Maybe there's a little bugger feeding off us. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me, you yeah. know? So how do we re- remain in that state of high? And you know what? It just doesn't feel good doesn't feel good to be stressed out, overwhelmed, angry. It's just, it's just, it's a crappy way of being. And so if there's anything you need to change out there, that's the opposite. You change the inner, let the outer be there, but then work with your intention and know who you are, know what you want to create because you are a creator and you have a lifetime to do it, right? You know, in your fifties and you're creating something beautiful. Now I say the people I'm coaching got 10, 20, 30 years to build a legacy, right? But you do it one day at a time and try to dance through the process the best you can because it can be. You know, frustrating. But if you if you don't attach to it and you enjoy the work, you enjoy the process, you're going to be able to um, do it with longevity, right? If you hate it the whole time, it's not going to be a very pleasant ride. So, um, yeah, this has been this has been awesome. I appreciate you so much. So, find you, Ali Zach, on uh, Instagram for now. Um, but if you Google you. you'll you'll probably get slandered. I'm sure if I Google you, it's just like slander, slander, and then, Oh, boom. (laughs) You know, anybody doing anything good, they're (laughs) going to attack. So you're you're doing amazing stuff. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, just thanks for coming on.
1: I appreciate you, Matt. Thank you so much.
0: My pleasure. Okay, guys, thanks for watching. See you in the next episode. Peace. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely incredible Ali Zek. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it everywhere you can. Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube just deleted me, you know. So uh, the banning, the censorship, it's just crazy bonkers, you know, For from beautiful people like Ali sharing their story, sharing their wisdom, uh, sharing their insights, you know. <laughs> the internet is not allowing that to get out. It's just complete absurdity. Um, so we really do need your support, or I do, because its it's just me doing this. So I wish I had a team. Someone sent me an email. It's like, Matt and team. I was like, Nah, it's basically just me. Uh, but if you want to support the show, uh, go to mattbelair.com become a member you can do so for free or by donation it would be really helpful share these episodes leave a review and if you're interested and you want to go a little bit further and you want to get very clear on who you are who you came here to be what your life purpose is you want to leave a legacy and get really connected with your Dharma uh, go to the membership you can also check out the quantum heart hypnosis the most powerful guided experience that I'm aware of And you can also apply for coaching. You Go to MattBelair.com forward slash coaching. There are some ways there to get you all of the support you need to really get crystal clear on who you are. Start making progress on what you want to create in this world from your highest and most authentic self and do it from a place of empowerment and balance and strong connection with spirit and source, the creator. And if that sounds... Like something you're interested in, hit me up, MattBelair.com, and uh, you know, would love to work with you and hear what you're about because what we need is good people doing things that are contributing to other people. And every time we live our life purpose, where we're in balance, we are supporting our community. And so we all have to take that responsibility for ourselves. Also, the law summit is on right now. Uh, go to where you go for that? Uh, Mapalayer.com as well. It's gonna be there. You're gonna get it on my Instagram and other places. But the law I mean, summit is absolutely phenomenal. Some great guests going on right now, sharing extraordinary wisdom for empowerment and freedom and mindset and how to find solutions to what's going on in our world. So that's it. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we end this episode. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, connection, empowerment, inspiration, love, contentment, and and, uh, ready to enjoy the rest of your day. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode.